If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Which is a weekly news and opinion broadcast brought to you by Space and it's Mike, Steve, brother, and Ryan who are with you every week. And as the audience continues to grow, we feel like we need to introduce ourselves to you just a little bit. Cheers to you! Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the American Civil War, starting in Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, don't worry, the supply chain issues in the United States that have emptied all the shelves. Those will be fixed as soon as you're vaccinated uh, because those two things have something to do with each other. Tons of stories to get to tonight. But the thing that really brings people to the rundown, the thing that really brings them, it's the intro. Start midway through.
<laughs> I just can't even. I can't even deal with it. <laughs> I love how the bearded one is muzzled up in the back. Is that a priest or is that the ordinary, extraordinary minister of communion? I think it's a priest with a different religion. They pulled him off the tree. A chief wahoo from the Indians. Okay, I don't even know what that was. That was some kind of weird synodal uh, liturgy. There's the synod on synodality begins. Many bishops in the United States, Ryan, are saying we have no idea what synodality even means, but we're going to spend the next two years deciding what it might mean. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. It's like a Dilbert cartoon. I think I observed in a tweet this week that there's one uh, time years and years ago, Dilbert suggested the point he heard boss, hey, you know what? You can't rush into a meeting without having a pre-meeting. And he's like, oh, really? That's a great idea. So then the last frame shows them sitting there and the, the pointy-haired boss is then saying, well, th thank you for coming to the pre-meeting -pre meeting, and we'll be discussing how exactly it is we're to have meetings. <laughs> and that's more or less what, what we're seeing now with this synodality. We, we don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's actually by design because then it becomes this thing that we're going to define as we go forward pretty much any way they feel that they need to, even in contradictory ways. Yeah, sure. Brother Martin, is it weaponized ambiguity? Oh, absolutely. The first community I belong to um, is still in existence, so I guess I won't mention the name. But the female branch, there was uh, a few of the young women in formation that were part of the uh, Synod for, for Youth. Um, and they were going around on social media, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, messaging people that they knew uh, their opinions. I had a friend who was a seminarian at the time. He's a priest now. Um, but she asked him what he, what he would like to be voiced at the Synod on the Youth. 
And so, of course, he goes gung-ho on the traditional Latin mass, et cetera, et cetera. And she simply replies, thank you, but that's not the kind of information we're looking for. Between mm-hmm. that, between <laughs> that, between, between Cardinal Burke's, Cardinal Burke's uh, book, uh, Restoring the Truth in Christ, uh, that came out before the uh, Synod on the Family that he tried to put in every single participant's mailbox that was blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, consequently, the person who, who co-edited that book with him uh, Father Robert Dodaro, who was at that time the uh, the president of the the Augustinianum in Rome, he was a, a patristic scholar. Um, he got fired <laughs> right after that. Um, there's nothing but proof to, to to say that this is absolutely going to be weaponized. This is absolutely going to be something yeah. that yeah. Um, only only evil is going to come out of. Uh, Steve, are are you flying on synodal wings right now? Is is that what uh, is that what's going through your mind as you as you watch this? Or are you even paying attention to it? I, I saw the Pina Colada mass. I don't know. You guys saw that one? <laughs> the guy in the boat. The, the priest goes out in his little bu- uh, banana boat for the sermon. Is is like on a lake or something like this? Uh, Gloria TV had that video. I was, there's some nutty stuff going on the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. It's but it's all tied into Laudato Sea, which is tied into the climate uh, change worship religion, which is tied into the Great Reset and all, Turkson and all that. It's all this is all combined. This is all there's everything's just connected in some sort. I mean, you got the in Rome right now in the Vatican. You got the uh, technocratic, not technocratic. It's the trans. It's not transhumanism, but this it's. <clears throat> So it's, it's on that. It's the fourth industrial revolution conference going on mm-hmm. in the Vatican right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all ties together. It all fits in together nicely. Uh, I think I would contend part of how they uh, were able to uh, take over um, our society with the great reset was the schools. And this is what is being taught in your public schools right now. Is it? Hold on, I gotta pause right. Is she doing that scene in Arrested Development where they're all mm-hmm. imitating chickens? <laughs> Where's Lawrence Taylor to come out and say, Kids do not do drugs? <laughs> Shut up, fool. Stay in school. Whatever she's yeah. on, I want some, man. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fun and games until, you know, you, you engage in pagan uh, idol worship in the classroom. But separation of church and state in the USSA, uh, Steve Cunningham, it really only applies to Christianity. You can have any other religion in the classroom, including this whatever uh, thing she was on. Ooh, that was as Ryan said. Whatever she had, pass that, pass that along. Uh, stop being uh, <laughs> selfish with it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, Colorado Springs. They were duct taping face condoms on the the kids in there, the middle schools. Uh, I could you imagine being a, a parent and finding out your kid comes home and they duct tape the face mask to you? How do you? I, I don't know what how your blood doesn't boil through you at that time. 
Um, it's for it's for your safety. Um, speaking of, uh, th- there are people in the live chat right now who are saying homeschooling is the only option. Of course, I agree with that. Um, but Ryan, ha- did you hear about this despicable case in Loudoun County? I have to be careful about how I choose my words. Uh, but you have you have two mentally deranged cases of of children who are born of a biological sex who claim a different one, which is a self-mental disorder. They go into a, uh, a bathroom, a, a girl's bathroom that they shouldn't even be in, and they commit the most vile, despicable robbery of purity of these young children. Now, when you, as a parent, show up to the school board and you protest the fact that your girl, your little girl's purity was robbed from her, by a deranged child and the school board is hiding this they're now labeling you ding 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 ryan grant you did you predicted this last year mm-hmm. they are calling you a domestic terrorist and under the usa patriot act passed by the republicans passed by george w bush under the patriot act ryan grant you are now a domestic terrorist if you oppose your daughter being raped in public school well, I'll tell you what, I never would have made it to that school board meeting because that uh, that mentally ill individual that identifies in another way, if he had raped my daughter, he'd be eating out of a straw the rest of his life, if he was lucky, frankly. And that's just reality. So I would have been uh, put held up somewhere, uh, not nice, before I even made it to the school board meeting. But had I got there, yeah, I would have, um, I'd probably be screaming and yelling too. And the fact is that, you know, he's he's not, you know, the temperature in the room is raised, but he didn't assault anyone. He didn't no. even make any gesture toward anyone. And they literally, they, they tackle him and tase him right there and throw him out for mm-hmm. saying, and the, the thing is, the people who handled that case in the school, or handled, mishandled that case, they knew everything he's saying was true. They knew that. They were the ones responsible for the mishandling of that case, and they're the ones that then eject him from the meeting. Yeah. School boards are little communist boards of um, you know, dictators that, that basically think that your children belong to them. You, they don't belong to you. They think you are stupid because you're a God-fearing person. They think you are stupid because you don't support the things they're trying to inculcate in your kids. right? So they, they literally believe that all children belong to the state. All right. And so that's why the, we, we, you can't give these guys any quarter school boards. Get your kids out of the schools, whatever sacrifices that means you have to make. It's uh, you know, I don't do this for a lot of things. I'm not your judge, but I am going to put this out there that your you know, your children's, you know, well-being as well as their eternal well-being is on your soul. And if you mm-hmm. put them in public schools, you are putting them into a case of unnecessary danger to their immortal soul, let alone to their physical bodies. Yeah. I mean, between shootings, between bad kids, between, you know, these, these freaks that raped them, all right, they, they should be beheaded, publicly beheaded. I don't care if they're 16. If you do stuff like that, you're never going to turn out to be anything good in life. Get a good confessor, confess your sins, and then go, you know, go to God's judgment. That's what should happen to people who do things like this. Here's what's, here's what's, so, uh, here's what's so remarkable about this. Everyone in the country has heard about what's happening in Loudoun County. If I were to choose a ground zero, Steve for the second American civil war, I would say it's going to happen in Loudoun County. And the reason why it's going to happen in Loudoun County is because you have a mixture between swamp creatures and Northern Virginians. Uh, You have, you have a mixture between uh, federal contractors 
uh, and red-blooded Americans, and they're tired of it. And the, the only the only one person in in these United States who didn't hear about what happened in Loudoun County was your Attorney General, who stood before Congress, Merrick Garland did, and said, "Oh yeah, I have I, I have no idea. I had n- never heard of anything that happened in Loudoun County with these two young girls. Uh, it's just." coincidental and happenstance that he released a memo directing the FBI uh, to go and liaise with all the school boards to make sure that all the school board officials feel safe from uh, violent parents. It goes back to, what was it, four years ago when uh, even the whole transgender uh, bathroom bills were getting passed or the trans bathroom bills. Uh, I'm in North Carolina now. North Carolina was the last state to go to, uh, to succumb to it because of the governor at the time, I wasn't here then, uh, held out. And they had the NCAA, <laughs> as the boss said, the National Communistic Athletic Association, uh, the NBA, footballs, actors, uh, you name it, music, was boycotting the state because they wouldn't let guys go into the women's bathrooms. And for some reason, people thought that was okay for everything to do. Now you got it everywhere. As you brought as you brought up public school thing, how many times we brought that up saying it's a pillar of communism? How many con- quote unquote conservatives you hear going? We got to keep the schools open. Well, That's you're right. at least ten percent commie. We can't have communism in our society. You're embracing some of it. You're, we'll go down the manifesto. See how many you check off. I guarantee mm-hmm. most of it would be ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's the thing. And I think I, I see a little bit of this in the live chat and I want to underscore this point, what we are allowed to say and what we are willing to say on YouTube is only 10% of the iceberg. Ladies and gentlemen, things are much, much worse than what we're allowed to say. And we want to be able to keep telling you, uh, about this, uh, this stuff. And I, I've got to get to Jen Pasaki because she's just my favorite. She's just the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I think I'm just going to play it now. These requirements across the board. Okay, following up on something else the president said last night, why did President Biden say he has been to the border? Well, Peter, uh, as you may have seen, there's been uh, reporting that he uh, did drive through the border when he was on the campaign trail in 2008, and he is certainly familiar. Wait, 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 wait. He went, he went to the border on the campaign trail in 2008. In 2008, and he is. He went there in 2008. That's why he said he's been to the border. There's been uh, yep. reporting that he uh, did drive through the border when he was on the campaign trail in 2008. And he is certainly familiar with the fact, and it stuck with him, with the fact that uh, in El Paso, uh, the border goes right through the center of town. But what the most important thing uh, everyone should know and understand is that the president... Okay, a 10-plus years ago... Your commander in chief visited the border 10, what, 12, 13 years ago. I don't do math in public, even though I do it for a living. Uh, This man, what's what's that? 13 years. 13 years ago, he went to the border. 13 years ago, he visited the border. And uh, and now he's an expert. He went to the south of the border, which is outside Myrtle Beach on the north side of South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why, why, why do we allow this to happen to us? Like, why is this even a thing? And what happened to Brother Martin? That's the, those are these are questions that really may not have answers. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Brother's back, brother. You're back. We are. We already moved off of public schools. You missed it. Okay. 
Uh, to our live audience, and actually to anybody who's watching, uh, I do have to ask you to please, in your charity, pray for a little child who is lost right now from a family who's on a pilgrimage, a very large pilgrimage happening in the center of the country, and there's a little child right now who is lost. Uh, as a result of that, uh, amongst other things, I don't have all the videos quite loaded. And so what we're going to do is we're going to play video roulette because I don't have them named either. They have, they have funky names like J-O-X-P-V-J-X-S-Y-G-G. So that's the one that I'm going to play right now. And, um, and we're going to see what happens. If you're confused right now, what you're seeing is this is Seattle. Uh, in Seattle, you have all of the first responders, police officers, firefighters who refused to take the experimental gene therapy who were fired, fired in Seattle. They're all carrying their boots and they're dropping their boots off at City Hall. How based is this? Yeah, it's amazing. There's a ton of guys doing this. It's happening around the country. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say uh, uh, this is the hill to die on. These people are dying on the hill. They are laying their careers and their boots, and they are hanging them up. Every city, every almost every, almost every major city has done this. You see the L.A. sheriff basically told him, yeah, go pound sand. We're not doing that. We're already getting cut, uh, funding cuts from BLM and uh, defund the police thing. Uh, we ain't doing any of this. Uh, what was it 117 nurses in New Jersey uh, got let go? Chicago Beetlejuice Lightfoot is flaming mad oh, that man. she can't get her dictates through. And the cops and sheriff office go, "Who the heck you think you are?" That basically is what they said to her. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm being advised right now by one of our live viewers who's, who's texting me. And she's saying that we are now, uh, if you're watching on Facebook, Facebook wants to correct the official record. If you need if you need official information about the experimental serum, you should click here because we know that this video is going to get pulled. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I want to let's play. Let's play video roulette. You want to play video video roulette? Let's see. Let's do it. Click let's one. see what we get. Oh, let's see what we got here. Let's what this one looks like. Iver, not allowed to say that word. It's this one. Right in the night. Arrest Bill Gates. Arrest Bill Gates. You guys were saying that like years ago. Now it's just catching on. Thank God we got some some base Brits who are out there wanting to arrest Bill Gates. He's there uh, at an elite meeting uh, somewhere in England, and um, and they're chasing him down. Um, they're probably domestic terrorists as well. 
Is that where the conference is being held? The yes, was it the SPGO conference, whatever it is, the climate some kind of elite conference? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just listened to about four podcasts from the uh, World Economic Forum. Uh, I know I I, I dabble in uh, self abuse uh, for doing that. It's about an hour and a half <laughs> podcast. Uh, key things out of that. Uh, yeah, they're going after your meat. You're never. You're, they don't want you ever meet eat meat again. Uh, digital currency is coming. Uh, they don't want you. They want you to stop polluting everything. Uh, zero carbon outage, which means I guess elimination of humans because. Something that comes out of when we breathe is, I think, carbon. And I guess we have to get rid of us. Uh, yeah, watch out for what's coming uh, down the pipe with this climate crisis, which we, when Ryan, when uh, Mike and I was on Von Day Radio, uh, we had a certain someone thought that it was nuts when we said climate crisis is the next thing. And it's like, oh, no, they've already had that. What's coming on? That's the key word. Climate and crisis. Really- COVID was always just a cover for climate. Everything they did in the reaction to COVID was essentially what for years they've been saying they wanted to do for climate, shutting down all industry, shutting down production, shutting down driving, trucking, boating, um, you know, farms, all the, the, the insane lunatic fringe environmental crazies that in, inhabit climate uh you know, the client science world or environmental groups or what have you, they've been screaming these things for years, right? And so, and really, even though people learn this in school and in reality, most of it just doesn't get traction because people don't, at the end of the day, even if you might have been trained as a communist in public school, you might be very liberal, you might be, hey, yeah, climate change, you know, is a big problem. You don't want to shut down your means of food, support, heat, electricity and everything else in order to solve the planet's problems. You don't really want to do that at the end of the day. And that's why everyone's always dragging their feet on the climate stuff. And now they're going to make it stick. And they were panicking in 2019 in the, um, in the UN and all their, their groups on climate change, because they knew if they didn't get the public to take their, their woo woo crazy pseudoscience seriously, it would be a decade or more before they could try it again. Because here we are with predictions that in eight years, 10 years, the world's going to be underwater, eight years, 10 years, maybe you're catastrophic, climate change is going to happen, destroy everything, and it doesn't happen. I mean, what are we on, like the 18th year, the 20th year of Al Gore's 12 years before the world's destroyed by climate change? You know, it's, um, they're always having these meetings in the snow, these snowstorms kind of follow Al Gore around and things like that. So we know it's all bubkas. The sun drives our climate. The sun is what 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 causes all the changes and because right now we're actually in a, a very a period of very low solar activity it's called a, a, a solar grand solar minimum and that's where the the climate is is responding to that where temperatures are going to get colder not warmer uh how you even calculate average temperature this is one of the things i always ask the climate crazies how do you do that they don't have an answer because there's a number of metrics and in the end it's all based on uh you know weather stations in u.s cities you look at the satellite adjustment you know for the temperature and it's pretty constant so you're like well yeah we got to adjust that which is really a fudge factor to make it so they can show this constant growth in temperature right it's actually you know it's trending the other way around so yeah we had hot temperatures last year but that's a lot of that's local weather not necessarily long-term climate trends right and they'll always say that on the other side when it's cold for a while but, you know, and they, whenever they could push the heat again. So what's the net gain of the whole thing? You shut down all industry. And right now we're seeing it, especially uh, those of our listeners who are in our other countries and are in Australia or even the UK and in Europe. 
uh, let alone in, in Latin America or Africa, where you've been seeing the stuff for quite a bit longer, where you, you go into the stores and they're empty, like in a communist country. And, and all of a sudden, these things you used to get easily, now you can't get them. Because they are literally lower your expectations. Supply lines. You just need to lower your expectations, Ryan. That's what they say just in like New York a communist country. Now. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, speaking of uh, the idols that they construct for, uh, I wish I had a picture, uh, and I'm sorry that I don't, uh, but Harambe, do you remember Harambe? Harambe was the, uh, the gorilla in Cincinnati Zoo five and a half years ago. Who was, Blessed Harambe. He was dragging a three-year-old boy around his, his enclosure. The, the boy had fallen into the enclosure. And so the zookeeper made the very difficult decision of putting Harambe down in order to save a human. Uh, Harambe is now memorialized on Wall Street. There's like a seven-foot bronze statue of Harambe or like a nine-foot bronze statue of Harambe on Wall Street right now staring down the bull. Um, First of all, (laughs) guys, liberals can't even get their mythology right, okay? It's a bull market or a bear market. If you if you want to be against the bull market, build a bear, put a bear on on Wall Street. But no, they put they put it they put a monkey. They put an ape. And maybe it's the ape of the church. I I don't know, but uh Harambe is memorialized now or Im- made immemorial because to the to the anti-human environmentalist religion, Steve, Harambe is a martyr. Harambe gave up his life for the faith. Harambe was unjustly killed because those stinky, smelly, sweaty, sticky toddlers that we really should just dispense with if you're a wacko environmentalist, Malthusian, anti-human vaccinator, if you're that person, uh, then you 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 hate you hate toddlers and the fact that your blessed Harambe gave up his life for a toddler. Uh, this needs to be memorialized, and it is. It's now memorialized in the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple in New York City. New York City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was. I'm more partial to St. George Floyd and the uh, martyrs of the left. I guess. Uh, I, I I didn't see that one about Harambe. <laughs> um, Oh, you know they, it's the golden calf, Steve. And you know what they did? They took 10,000 pounds of bananas, bananas, and they they wrapped the bull. They needed with, for the pina colada mask that, that they had. And that's that's what the bananas are for. I mean, here, but here's the thing. We have supply chain issues. We have empty store shelves. We have people who can't buy food. We have people living in food deserts. And yet we can find 10,000 bananas for the great blessed Harambe. Harambe. Yeah, for those guys about the uh, supply chain, that's all plan. That's there's none of this is accidental. It's all part of the. You're watching the Great Reset play off right in front of your eyes. Hey, this, if you read any of these books that Schwab and or watch their podcasts and all that, even the even the airlines, you can look at the air. They have on their on the YouTube channel probably about six months ago now. Uh, all the airlines got together and they did a whole uh, shindig, basically, on Zoom or Skype, talking about getting down to net zero. The, all this is planned. is self destruction that they kind of have. It's like uh, Corbett had his a uh, uh, video of uh, a series on uh, how big oil to- uh, took over conquered the world. 
and everyone goes after BP and the, the oil guys. They're supposed to be the bad guys. Yet they're the ones pushing green energy. They're it's almost like this little plan. Hey, if we you look bad, we'll make you guys rich and make you, you know big time down the road. They even the even kind of what you're seeing with all these people going away, quitting wise, it's almost my idea looking at all this stuff playing right into their hands. Why I say that? Because what do they want? Kind of like that in Hawaii. If you saw the uh, spot, the robot that's being able to sniff off the Rona off you, that's they want the robots, the technology to come out to basically take over your jobs, mm-hmm. so that you get universal basic income. Even the Holy Father has brought up universal basic income being on this. It's yeah. like I said again, it's all tied in together. Hence that meeting that they have at the Vatican this weekend. On this exact thing, is technology moral? Is it good? It's a good, but you're looking at this thing as taking over literally your walk of life. So when I, I don't know if we brought this up or I brought it up on Cloud Planet, uh, that next time that you have like a go through a TSA or maybe somebody goes through a uh, border patrol, the human right now is empathy. Maybe they like the story, maybe they'll let you go, like hey, slide you all right, you know, go ahead and get through. Or remember that uh Dan Dix who went to the restaurant and uh the, the guy at the waiter was like, hey, I can't serve you unless you show me your pass. And he was like, I don't yeah. have one. He goes, he just faked showing him a pass on his phone. It was blank. And the waiter picked up on it, scanned it, did it to his wife, scanned it. They didn't scan anything, but let him go through. You're going to have a robot do it that doesn't have empathy, and you won't be able to get into a grocery store, buy groceries, cross the board, do this, get gas, pay for anything. So they're going to eliminate the human aspect of all this. Again, we're looking at people that hate humans, by the way. But but Steve, you, you brought up the human aspect about all of this. And here's what your typical bogus ordo priest is preaching about the vaccine. For those who are anti-vaxxers, those who seem to think, well, it's my body, my choice. It's all about me. Well, how does that look before God? That's selfish. That's not thinking about anyone else. We're in this predicament at the moment because we see in the North how many have not been vaccinated, and because of that, we're closed. We're shut. The people who rely on coming together for spiritual nourishment, to hear the Word of God, to receive bodily Jesus, not just spiritually, because people make choices. People make choices for themselves, not think about, well, what's the greater good? Is my life just about myself, or should I be thinking about everyone around me? So it's, it's, it's always about making a decision that affects everyone else, not just ourselves. And so to all of you who are anti-vaxxers, who are watching this morning, please, just to be thinking about yourself. Whatever you have read online, Whatever those conspiracy <laughs> theories, how many millions upon millions upon millions of us have been vaccinated? There are those who say, well, God has told me not to be vaccinated. Well, has God told the bishop and all the priests in this diocese and all the priests across this country and this world not to be vaccinated or to be vaccinated? Does God only listen to you and tell you things and not tell the rest of us? How do I know God told me to get vaccinated? How do I know God, God told you to get vaccinated? Is for the community. Stupid. I, I, I have back a to event 201, by the way. Mention it. Every, every, take a drink every time you hear that. Section four, 
talks about getting people that you trust on board. I played it many times on CPN. You can look it up on the, you just type in Google, uh, then 201, go to section segment four. You'll see in the first 20 minutes, they talk about getting clerics, religious leaders promoting this. He's the evangelist for the propaganda. Mm-hmm. There's a priest up the street in Denver, North Carolina. He did the exact same thing. Apparently he used to be a good, he's a good priest that just went to the COVID priesthood. My, the, my old spiritual director in South Carolina, he's a COVID maniac right now. Doesn't even talk to me about it. He just defriended me on Facebook because I challenged him on something after he posted uh, uh, one of his, uh, you know, one can give me an argument against it. There's two, the half, half of the upstate of South Carolina is all about the Rona, uh, about the, you know, the, about the Rona cult. Every priest, it seems like, good ones, just went absolutely batty during this thinking, oh, well, hey, 17,000 dead, according to Varys, the last report comes out with 1% reporting. You go to 10%, you're looking at 170,000 dead minimum. And that's not including, you know, what's, you know, what's not, obviously not what's not reported, but what's coming down the pipe. Like that one doc, well, not doc, the undertaker in England that said maybe you're getting the one every ten, one one in every ten dose uh, batch is the real thing, and that's what's getting everybody. Because the, I mean, every you don't you don't quit, you don't see people doing what they're doing right now in Australia because of a regular jam or the or just a flu shot. And first off, I don't think anybody should take any shot ever after reading Dissolving Illusions. The vaccine idea is a total. Bunk. Uh, they got the graphs and all the back it up. Anyway, check that out. Sorry to get off topic. You don't see people quitting their jobs over this. People know what's going on. The, the health industry, you don't see docs and nurses quitting over the flu, and they are mandated to take the flu vaccine. They know what's up, and they're quitting. They're they're leaving their jobs for this. You don't see people living leaving six-figure gigs just because of it. There's something up, obviously. Anybody with two working brain cells – Knows that's knows something weird is going on and is actively looking up. That's why they had there's a uh, a Harvard not Harvard but it was another MIT it was an MIT study that came out saying uh, most anti anti vaxxers uh, read <laughs> study. <laughs> they know the arguments against it. They they mm. look up the info. It's the oh, other one no. and just I'll just roll my thing. And Cam Newton the other day. Rolled up his arm. He was all against the fact he had the Rona, stopped it, not going to play. Who's this? He ended up taking it because he wants to get a gig. Who's this? Cam Newton, the quarterback for oh, East Carolina. No. He got no. cut from New England because of the whole NFL thing, if you just, it's draconian on the rules up there. So he ended up getting cut basically because he couldn't stay on, he couldn't stay on the field because of these regulations. He, need, he wants to play. He took he took a video of him saying, "Guys, got to do what a guy's got to do." Rolled up his sleeve and got jabbed. I mean, so, it, it, I, I want to ask I want to ask you, Ryan, to to help us clarify and be mindful that we're live on three different uh, platforms, and this could be our last show. But mm-hmm. I mean, from from a from a from a gigavaxed marine who had to take smallpox, who had to take anthrax, who had to take. Uh, malaria, all all these all these exotic shots that most civilians are not going to take, let alone the, the 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 normal battery of of, of all that. Um, I ha- I probably glow in the dark for all I know. Um, this one is different though in my book, and a lot of people have a hard time placing. I did read your comment. Uh, I had a lot of people have a hard time placing their finger on the difference uh, between this one. And all prior ones. And now I know, I know, 
I, I don't think that I would describe either one of you as as principally opposed to inoculations. Inoculations properly derived. Uh, you know, it's not like you, you guys aren't opposed to technology. You're on YouTube. You're not opposed to medicine. You go to the doctor. You're not opposed to inoculations in general. This one is different. And a lot of people have trouble articulating why you now have the difficult task, Ryan, of helping people articulate why it's different, what it, how it relates to the fifth commandment without using any of the buzzwords. Walk the tightrope, brother. Don't right. get me canceled. Here you go. <laughs> All right. And first off, because people in the chat have asked, uh, Brother Martin is texting us in the back end. His Wi-Fi router is not working. And so the Matrix essentially has gotten him, uh, as it were. So in case anyone's wondering what happened to him, he, he will try again, I'm sure, to get back on. We'll see. So there's that. Um, I am not principally anti-vax. It's one of those interesting things with the, the narrative, that how they've shifted it, so that basically anyone who doesn't want to get this jab is now, you know, anti-vax, like bringing up the baggage of this years and years of discussions. I usually steer clear of those kind of debates anyway. So, I mean, and we also have to differentiate inoculation from vaccination. Those are actually different things altogether. Um, and, and those terms get conflated a lot, right? And so then there's, you know, the the, the jabs we've had, you know, MMR and polio and whatnot, um, I was born just after smallpox was no longer mandatory, so I didn't get that one when I was uh, when I was an infant, and then had you know tetanus once or twice, and you know, and like you said, you've had far worse than that, and you're you know, um, but there's there's something wrong with this. Okay, uh, nurses they they see it. So what is it? Principally, it's one everyone knows deep down. That, that has a brain and isn't just a mindless follower of the, the, the Fauci cult. Um, everybody knows there's something different about this. It was, you know, rushed into development and whatever they say, you know, they didn't even complete half the trials they're supposed to complete. And then they jab the control group. Well, what are you going to jab the control group for? How are you going to do any kind of long-term study? You've basically invalidated the entire study that is supposed to determine this to be safe and effective. Um, whatever, you know, percentage they, they give for that, uh, which is completely phony. Um, everyone knows there's something wrong, but nobody can put some of it's the mRNA technology that they use. And there's a lot of misconceptions about precisely how that works. Uh, it's not putting little nano robots into your body, you know, Bill Gates, microchips, you know, like, like people think. Um, but it is adding, you know, th there are things in this jab that, that scientists have found like graphene oxide and other things of this sort where you're just like, well, what's that doing in there? Um, they won't tell you what's in there. There's like, just trust us. It's safe. Yeah. Trust uh, a certain uh, company that makes jabs with whose name starts the P. Um, they also make sinks and things of this sort that has been fined repeatedly by the U S government for knowingly putting bad products on the shelves. And let's look at J and J asbestos. Oh, well, by the way, by the way, by the way, Largest All these companies fine. are dirty. Largest fine in the history of corporate America. Largest yes. fine ever levied Largest. against anyone in the history of humanity. This is the company that is now trusted, one of the big three trusted for the mm -hmm. uh, fairy dust injection into your into your arm. Sorry. L largest fine right. ever. Billions Largest of dollars. Ever. 
Marge is not a lobbyist. But now let's trust them, and they're not liable for anything, and you can't even know the ingredients that are in there because it's a trade secret, mm -hmm. right? So you're not allowed to know. Um, is you have things of that sort, it, it, just, it, it just beggars the imagination why anybody's going to go along with that. So, but the, who, who are the biggest ones saying no to this thing? Really, it, in terms of professionals, it's first responders, yeah. it's nurses, um, and, and then among others, that they're like the biggest group as a whole that are saying, you know, I don't want to get this thing. And then there are some doctors, doctors who've been awake to various problems, you know, that um, I, I'm critical of doctors. I, I especially I rag on them all the time, especially on Twitter. But uh, the fact is, there are doctors who are trying to help people who see the problems in the system. I might not agree necessarily with the results, but at the end of the day, they're people that care about their patients, and they they really want to help them. And they're seeing this stuff going on, so a lot of them are not getting it, right? Be, and, and they don't have the time to run clinical trials, but they're sitting there, you know. As, as you know, clinicians doing therapeutic medicine, which is different from what PhDs do. PhDs do the research into that is PhDs in medicine. They do the research into these medicines to you know to develop, to test, to, to see if these things are safe. There, there's two different ends of, of medicine. So, and there's more of those coming out too that are saying this thing is problematic. Don't take it. All right, and so mm -hmm. all of that should be. You know, and I'm just trying, still trying to work on the, the, the challenge you've given me and on walking this tightrope and do it like riding a motorcycle on it or something. I know, but I know. You have to, the, do, you uh, have to do cartwheels and backflips on it too, right? Basically, I mean, let's take some things. of the measles, mumps, rubella. All right, measles, mumps, rubella works by having a dead version of, of that pathogen and uh, <clears throat> injects it into you with certain things to help it pass the blood-brain barrier. The body sees that. And then responds to this weakened form, and it trains it how to, you know, to produce these antibodies that will attack that pathogen. So when you encounter the actual one, it won't be able to cause a major infection. Now, it doesn't mean you can't absolutely incubate it and pass it on others. That's actually something that, that'll happen. But it's to make sure you don't come down with it. And the similar thing with polio, right? At least, you know, you got the, 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 the weakened form of that. Now, most of the polio outbreaks in, in the world right now are actually due not to the, the failure to get the polio jab, but the live viruses they've been using in polio. And what do you know? That actually gives people, uh, you know, polio, especially in India, and the, the country of India, not Alex Jones, not a fringe group, uh, you know, not the cat that's in our intro videos. The country of India blames the you know, Bill and Melinda Gates funded, uh, you know, live polio virus for or polio jab for causing a major polio outbreak in India. Okay. So that's, that should, you know, give you pause on that one. So even with traditional jabs, there's still things that, you know, the older forms they used to make, and they used to cultivate them in eggs, like polio, for example, or smallpox. They didn't need aborted fetal cells. They didn't need all this garbage. And, and those did, you know, generally pretty well from what I understand. Now, um, you know, I, I look at this issue and, you know, so I'm not like dogmatically against the use of jabs, of, of, you know, traditional jabs per se, but I do want what's used in there to be safe. The Marisol is a big one. It's an industrial aluminum. It's not like the type of aluminum we encounter, you know, uh, you know, naturally there's uh, mercury in these shots in a certain, in a degree, which what's, what is it meant to do? It's meant to cause inflammation to help the, you know, the body get to get it, make an immune response. But, you know, and there's there's a lot of data points. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's absolutely proven on things like autism, right? That's another big one you want to 
uh, we probably want to steer clear of to stay on on YouTube. But beside that, in, in truth, the science isn't absolutely clear. Like there's a certain doctor whose name starts with the W, and you know is the the big bad of uh, you know the medical world because he tried to make that connection. Um, you know, and I don't know that it was absolutely proven, but there are data points. That, that lead in that direction that at least should be looked into. Nobody wants to look into it, of course, because if they are, that, that's, again, it's a monetary thing. It's in danger. So, and so here we are with this one, and then right off the bat, well, first, I mean, the first people wouldn't trust it were liberals because like, Trump, because it's the Trump jab. It's the MAGAVAX. And, and so they were, we can't have that. Now that Biden's president, very same thing, like, okay, we can trust it. Um, you know, so, so however it is, I think too, there, there's a knee jerk reaction for people when they see celebrities, media rollout, um, they don't do anything like this for the flu shot. They don't do anything like this for no, MMR. There's never been anything your, like your, this. Your infant immunizations. Um, you don't, you know, they don't do the things they're doing now. So that's a subconscious alarm bell. Uh, when they got to get sub uh, celebrities to sell it to you and restaurants are giving you free donuts and free, uh, whatever, <sighs> for your Magavax, then okay, now you know there's something's wrong here because they're, they're, they're why do they want so hard to get this into us? And yeah, so and I could go on about other things, but Steve's got the recs on the videos of a lot of doctors uh, that have been talking about it, and I'm, I'm sure he can do it in such a way where we don't get banned. <laughs> I wrote Blake, you wouldn't need a marketing campaign. I want to turn it over to Steve. I want to turn it over to Steve so badly, but I feel like we need... But let me just let me just put a bow on what Ryan said. Get the book Dissolving Illusions. Pam talks about that book. It has all the graphs you ever wanted to see about everything about this. With all these, like the polio thing, it shows that at the bottom of the curve, hey, this is where the vaccine came in. For every single one of these things, every graph goes. It's almost gone. Here comes the vax. Hey, this is what got it. This is what won us over. When in reality, it was just hygiene. Living correctly, eating yeah. right, things yeah. like that. They show at the beginning how bad people lived in the 1800s. 14 families living out of one commode and feces living in, is in the back in back of the room or on the streets. It's in the drinking water. How? No wonder these people were getting sick. So it, it, the, the, the main thing is if you live kind of if you live healthy, hygiene wise, eat right, you're not going to get any of this. That's right. Funny thing about the polio is there's a sister that ended up having almost 100% success rate. She was the creator of uh, physical therapy. And she went into all the docs and said, you guys are doing this wrong. Fixed it up. Everybody was everybody was fine. Guess what they're not doing today? Her way. So it all came back. If they have a problem, they all went resorted back to the, I forget mm. her name, sisters. Uh, uh, she's uh, Australian or some sort. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Well, okay. Let, let can we have a comedic break? This is this is this is dark humor though. If your children are around, if they're watching, vacate. This is your warning. You have a warning because what I'm about to show you, it's it's kind of funny. It's humorous in a very dark way because these are teachers in Loudoun County who are demanding that you take them seriously, use their pronouns. There's a reason why I'm going to show this to you. Uh I, you, this is you just have to watch it here here you go hi my name is jasper i use they it pronouns hi my name is liana i use they demon pronouns this video is how to use our pronouns 
So we're going to basically present three sentences. Um, one of them is going to have one pronoun, the other one's going to have the other pronoun, and then the last one is going to have both pronouns interchanged. So Liana uses they, them pronouns and demon pronouns. So the first sentence would be, Liana is my partner, they are cute, and I am theirs. I love them very much, and I hope they love themselves too. For the demon pronouns, it would be, Liana is my partner, Deem is cute, and I belong to Deem. I love Demon very much, and I hope Deem loves Demon's self, too. And then interchanging the two would be, Liana is my partner, they are cute, and I am Deem's. I love Demon very much, and I hope they love Demon's self, too. Um... Have you ever seen those uh, Stalin shirts? They've got a picture of Joseph Stalin, and it says, dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, the, I, I play this video for a couple reasons. First of all, because these are living, breathing, apparently sentient human beings who have who, who hold degrees – who hold credentials to teach your children. They're in Loudoun County, Virginia, the same place where disordered young children are, are assaulting each other and robbing each other of their purity. And the school board is fully aware of it and doing nothing about it. And in fact, if you object, you are a domestic terrorist. So this is actually a point that Mrs. RTF made, and I want to bring this up and inject it into the conversation. And what the point is, all about, and this is not my unpopular opinion because this is just fact. Um, it's about language. And the fact of the matter is that in, in the education of children, uh, first they must learn vocabulary, obviously. Then they must learn grammar because grammar teaches them that there is a logical foundation to thought process. Grammar leads to logic. Logic leads to rhetoric. When they're in the rhetoric phase, then they learn to think critically. We don't place enough emphasis on grammar. In fact, it's sort of like a nerdy thing. It's a stuffy thing. If you uh, emphasize grammar or if you correct someone's grammar, let's say, then you are sort of like you're just a nerd. You're just a goofball, whatever. But what the left understands about language is that the control of language, the control of vocabulary, and now the control of grammar, they're attacking grammar because grammar undergirds logic. Logic undergirds um, rhetoric. Rhetoric undergirds rational thought. And so it's not just a – this isn't just calling – you know, this isn't about you know baby versus fetus. That's vocabulary. Now we're talking about – pronouns we're talking about how people are referred to this is an assault on reality this is an assault on uh the the principle of identity the logical principle of identity but this is something that the left really understands how to do and this is not random they are obviously guided by a demonic intelligence in fact the, the, the demonic intelligence is so blatant and so uh, so obvious that they're willing to identify as themselves as demon self we're a demon right um so when we're when we're discussing when we're so let's bring this back so 
this whole discussion about let's let's go to the public schools and let's go back to the experimental serums. In uh, because Ryan, you made a brilliant point that the the difference between inoculation inoculation and, and vaccination. But with, with public schools, if you oppose your public school, you're a domestic terrorist. They're using the language domestic terrorist against us. They have already taught us, Steve, that a domestic terrorist is somebody who's bad. There's somebody you're you're either with us or you're against us. You're either with the terrorists or you're with us. You remember that speech? I remember that speech vividly. I remember that speech vividly because I was wearing a uniform at the time. Now, when 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 you when you demonize when you discredit a group of people and you create a subgroup of people called domestic terrorists and you for a generation now for a generation, you groom people into the thought process that a domestic terrorist is an evil person. Then all you have to do is label somebody that you don't like label somebody who's inconvenient, Steve as a domestic terrorist. And lo and behold, after a generation of controlling the language, hey, mom and dad, mom and dad are nuts. They're domestic terrorists. They go up and they fight my teachers. My teachers have a have a have a uh, a right to to me and to my mind more so than my than my parents do. That's what we're witnessing. Yeah, you see this played out long ago. I mean, bastard children. You don't hear that anymore, do you? But it's uh, kids out of wedlock. You don't hear the other, you don't hear anybody get caught. Well, that's a bastard over there. Uh, Confederate. People like, you know, see the flag back there. Oh, you must be racist. Oh, yeah. I got called that in Denver one time. You're from the South. You must be, you must be for uh, slavery. <clears throat> They've taken over the wordings. There's, there's one priest that words matter, obviously. And uh, <clears throat> it is about to, ch- it is to change your mind, to get to, Conform your mind to brainwash you into thinking secession is all about slavery. So you must hate the uh, these kind of people because you mm-hmm. want to break away. Where you celebrate on the Fourth of July, the exact same thing, mm-hmm. just because Lincoln uh, had it, and you get taught that Lincoln is the God of the U- United States of America. So you must you're not for him. You must be against black, even though you have no clue. That he wanted to ship black people off the, the land. He didn't have Frederick Douglass in his in his uh in that room when he talked about it. Douglass had two Catholics tell him that, hey, why why are you a, sl- a slave? You should be a free man. Goes out to Ireland, sees that everybody uh, treats him well, doesn't say, writes his biography. I go into a church. No one tells me get out. Certain word. I go here. No one tells me, hey, you know, blank blank blankety blank. He goes, I, I noticed they're all Catholics too. The answer is the church, obviously, to everything we have. It's a mess out here because it's a mess in here. Mm-hmm. If we could get that mess together, we could win the – we're getting killed in the cultural world. The cultural world is basically over. We're getting so – it is so bad. You got you got people – you got people on YouTube talking about renouncing the uh, – you know, uh, uh, cussing out the Holy Spirit, basically, renouncing, the, re- renouncing religion and, and God online. You don't see those people ever getting bad. Yeah, these two people, their their plot is like brave. You know, look at these courageous kids being pat on the back. They're probably getting helped by a teacher. Maybe yeah. the, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Chief Wahoo's sister that was at the beginning of the show is helping it out. Yeah, 
So I, uh, I don't know if you can hear us, brother. It looks like you're with us in audio format. Uh, are you there? I suppose he's not. Uh, I want to bring this back to you, Ryan. Um, in con controlling the language and finally on the on the fairy dust, on the fairy dust that people are putting onto their shoulders. Um, it's the, the the absolute mind control, the communist uh, infiltration of people's subconsciouses through the manipulation uh, and misappropriation of language. You know, um, I believe that that words have an inalienable definition. They have an inalienable meaning that cannot and should not be co-opted. As traditional Catholics, the part of the reason why we go to mass in Latin is because it's a dead language and therefore the language cannot evolve. There can be no novelty introduced to it. You're a Latinist. Um, when we, when we are discussing this current case demic that we are living through as a case demic, um, all uh, fr fr from the word pandemic has been redefined. Uh, the, the word, the word communicable has been redefined. The word vaccine has been redefined. So they're taking control of the language. They're calling you selfish or saying you're going to kill your grandma. Help us land the plane here. Help us give us some clarity, Ryan, in terms of seeing through, cutting through the BS of the communist uh, mind control that they're trying uh, so that we can just see this thing clearly for what it is. Words have meaning. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like absolute and inalienable for the life of that language, but in terms of the culture of those who speak it, a word has a certain meaning that they learn and they associate. Other meanings might develop and come around. And you even see this in Latin after the period is dead to a minor degree. You see that in theology, the development of use of certain terms and language and whatnot. But that's a rather limited scope. What we witness here and now on a practically an hourly basis uh, through social media and Twitter is a changing of language. It's, it's very similar to what Thucydides describes during the Peloponnesian War in ancient Greece, the, the war between Athens and Sparta, which grabbed in all the local city-states and powers and principalities. And Thucydides relates how uh, you know, the language was used against the peace party, right? So anyone who did the most shameful, horrid acts or the most cowardly acts, it was now called brave and bold and things of this sort. And anybody who did acts they previously would have been thought to be courageous and brave, they were now called cowardly, unless it served the interests of those currently in power, right? And so that, that, that notion of redefining the language, of trying to, you know, push upon people, yeah, you're not really brave unless you do the things we tell you to. And you're not really patriotic unless you do what we think you should be doing, et cetera, et cetera. So we say, you know, fast forward to today, uh, we see this with uh, all, all the things, um, you know, grammar. So I, I just get jazz out of it because sometimes it becomes self-eating. Uh, grammar is racist, but pronouns are part of grammar. Oops, forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> right. But but uh, nevertheless, it is trying to so trying to take and abuse the language. Uh, for this end, I'm sorry. They them does not mean, you know, a, a second person. It means a third person of unnamed gender, and grammatical gender, by the way, has nothing to do with biological gender. Grammatical gender, which is kind of limited in English, just to to biological things, whereas in other languages, it's it's basically everything. <coughs> you know, the light. 
the uh, the window, the you know the the house, the table, the microphone, the computer. These are all these are all 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 of gender, and which in Latin comes from genus, it just means it's type. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all it means, and so it's that type of thing. So taking the word they them, which in English is is for a third person plural. And now applying it to a second person singular so that we, you know, you think you're being clever. You're not going to identify which one, you know, that you, you, so you can accept kind of this mental disorder, right? It really is what it comes down to. Uh, and I'm all for, you know, you see somebody who's got the pronouns in, in whatever place publicly, you know, you don't have to go out of your way to offend them, but you also don't have to use them either. You know, just don't say ma'am or sir, just, just say thank you and, and just walk away. Right, you know, if you, without, but don't play the game. Don't get into it and, and and adopt the the change of language they're getting there. Okay, so everything everywhere we look, they're purposely changing all the language. So virtue, right? The, you know, it's a virtuous thing to get a jab. Now, I'm sorry that that's just asinine. Uh, you know, a med- getting any medical procedure is simply a question that it, it's more or less a neutral act. And the circumstances determine whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to be bad. And there might be some circumstance that will lead up to allow it to making it uh, virtuous to, to get it. But it's not so ipso facto. I'm sorry, because if you get, um, you know, a jab that you really don't need and, and, and of course, and it was derived from in every stage of its development, uh, aborted fetal cells. Uh, just like like the chickenpox uh, jab, for example, which has more aborted fetal tissue in it than any other material in that jab. Okay, and it's absolutely unnecessary. There's no way you can tell me that's a virtuous act, right? Something that has to be done. So also in the case of this, redefining common good, redefining the greater good. What greater good? On what definition? Mm-hmm. But it's also even beyond just the words themselves. It's the notions. That's what they're redefining or implying new notions of health, immunity. And so asymptomatic transmission, that's the main one. That's the biggest lie throughout the entire, uh, you know, non-pandemic um, for right from the beginning. And the, the first thing, of course, you know, uh, the, the, fraud chief, the fraudster in chief, you know, he gets up there, Fauci, and he says, well, you don't have to, you know, you know, it, it's very rare. And then he gets the call. All right, and we're switching gears now. It's not rare. Everyone's got it. So now you're assumed to be sick until proven otherwise by some test that can't even tell you if you've had an infection of this within two, three years. It, it doesn't know the difference. Or if you've got it now, can't tell that, right? Now that's driving it to, oh, well, you don't know unless you're getting tested. You could be spreading this to everybody. And that's completely and absolutely false. It's something that happens very rarely. Do Any medical textbook published before 2019, and that's what you'll find. Um, that the asymptomatic transmission is very rare and highly unlikely. Or look, look at schools, kids, for how many, you know, generations upon generations, where do you see the runny noses, the coughs, the illnesses? It's in the school. I mean, it's, it's, it's a germ factory. And yet they're perfectly fine most of the time. They come out perfectly healthy uh, because they have very resilient immune systems. They're building their bio. That's what they're doing. And it, so, so the same thing, like now, so you, they've redefined the notion basically of human existence and interaction. Mm-hmm. Is that, no, you can't, you got to stay six feet apart, do your socialist distancing, you got to wear the Fauci diaper, yeah. you've got to wear all these things because you'll make somebody sick and you'll, you'll kill grandma, et cetera, because they've redefined this artificial notion and it is an absolute lie. I refuse to live under that or obey it or acknowledge it. I'm sorry, for 10,000 years, human beings have 
you know, conducted, you know, business, had our social animals have done things. And, you know, it's only now in 2020 that we're defining that we're morally responsible for an infection chain that may end in the death of some immunocompromised person somewhere along the line. That's just the reality of human interaction. It is going to happen, and there's nothing you can do to stop it, no matter how much you sanitize, scrub down, Fauci diaper. And, and again, with the Fauci diapers, if we were in a real pandemic, everybody would be dead. I'm sorry. Just watch how they play with their masks, adjust it, touch, touching it all the time. They would be dead, right, if there was a real pandemic going on and they have these things on there catching all the germs and increasing that viral load and everywhere their hands are is now it's going to add to that. So anyway, um, is, I mean, that's just a side point to that, but you know, we have to utterly and absolutely reject that notion that your, your neighbor is a danger to you, that you are the disease factory. That's just waiting to infect every single person on the planet. That's not how we can live our lives. That's not how we can, yeah. Um, we can't accept that, right? That's the, the key notion that becomes the grounding for this, this fallacious, uh, greater good argument that they come out with. Oh, so you have to get this experimental serum because if you don't, you're, you're going against the greater good. You're harming your neighbor. Oh, wait, how am I harming my neighbor? Right. What about, what did you do during flu season every year for the last 20, 30 years? Are you ready to accept responsibility for, for having killed someone down the line? last you know 30 40 50 80 years of your existence because you didn't get flu shots which Listen, actually i'd argue getting the flu shot is going to cause you to be a um you know spreading and shedding that thing like crazy because it's it, it's well known as being one of the leakiest of all leaky vaccines i know all the reports about the antibodies going bye-bye it's been going since april every month there's a new article coming out the antibodies are going away because of these jabs in england right now i think it was england they're getting creamed by the common cold, which a coronavirus is a cold. It's there's like seven of them. This has just been weaponized for for, for something specific. <clears throat> their their immune systems are so bad right now. The cold is putting them down for the count. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm waiting to see the bodies just pile up in this winter. If not this winter, the next oh. when they, all the fifth and sixth <laughs> boosters are coming out. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know it's been an absolute pleasure doing this. I love the rundown. I have always loved the rundown. Uh, all good things must come to an end. Uh, so I got a platform coming soon after uh, Monday. So we got there's a Catholic platform coming out. There is uh, and 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 even and, and almost as big of news. There is now a world champion in women's basketball. And people were lining the streets by the tens to celebrate Chicago's win. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Never. Woo! People were saying they should have CGI people on the streets just for the TV purpose. Yeah! <laughs> ideas. Let's start doing that. Look at the tour, were, the tour buses. Just... <laughs> there are dozens of us. Never have so few been so proud of so little. <laughs> pay him more, pay him more. <laughs> I didn't even know yeah. 
that this was still happening. I thought I just assumed for some reason that like this was canceled because <laughs> I joke every year because you find out when the WNBA plays when they have uh, the championship. Uh, who won? Like, oh, the season's over. I didn't even know it was still going on. They still. I don't the even know when their season is. I don't know when their season is. I don't know their dates. I know nothing about the WNBA. Nobody does. No. Ryan, Ryan is Ryan is cleaning his screen he, right he's now. He's detailing the. He's got glue from the tape I put over it when I'm not on this show. <laughs> you know who does that is uh, I think this is it the Zuckster that does it. He keeps it posted over his uh, laptop right? camera. He'd be smart to do that. <laughs> um, I mean, people are asking if there are going to be RTF T-shirts. Rehearsing some talk, but I don't do T-shirts. Okay, t-shirts are not in my vocabulary. They're not a thing. So, no, I'm not going to sell an RTF t-shirt to you. <laughs> Maybe I'll sell you an RTF double-breasted sport coat. How about that? Uh, RTF shorts. RTF <laughs> shorts? Athletic shorts? I don't know if brother's here. Brother, are you, you here? here? Can brother, you hear talk. I think I'm here. Am I, here? Am I here? We can hear brother. Can hear brother. Are you going to buy an RTF pullover? That's what we want to know. I could. I definitely could. <laughs> I'm waiting for my RTF martini glass, though. Oh, uh, the martini glass. Yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing. People, people don't like martini glasses anymore. They think, that, uh, they think there's something effeminate about martini glasses. You know, that used to be considered the most masculine drink of all. Uh, Father, John, Father John only drinks out of martini glasses. Oh, well, like he's James hey. Bond. One of the manliest of manly male fantasy characters Horror, you can get, manly. right? Horror. And uh, what is it? Drinking a martini in a martini glass. Exactly. Jimmy Jimmy Woods eighty nine. We're just gonna do live. We're just gonna do live Q and A right now. Jimmy wants to know if there's gonna be RTF underwear. Answer no. Colin <laughs> Colin says hello, brother. Uh, hello, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even rep- I can't even repeat some of these things. Nate Ware asks if the martini is more manly than scotch. I think we need to debate this. This is pressing. No, more manly. You, can't, you can't just drink one thing yeah. the entire your entire life, right? You got to switch it up a little bit, right? I think. Look, I think I I I understand scotch. I love scotch. I like mine a little peaty, but not overly. Okay, I'm not trying to like you know have have smoke inhalation while I'm drinking. Lagoon sixteen for the win. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, I don't know, brother Martin and I about a month ago we were enjoying a bottle of uh, Blue Label. That was pretty good. Oh yes, I, remember I thought we were going to get story time there. Get attacked for this. <laughs> it's pretty tough to get though, brother. Where have you been? Were, were you off? Like, were you off praying? Were you levitating? No, <laughs> I was trying to fix the internet. And of course, here's this monk trying to fix the internet. <laughs> so you know how that goes. <laughs> you turn it off and turn it back on. You unplug it, count to 10, it works. But you the, get the, the, the yellow blinking light of death. <laughs> the Dark Traveler wants to know if there's going to be an RTF gaming chair, mouse, keyboard, and mouse pad. <laughs> we can hook that up. Hey, I, I feel well, like this person follows me on Twitter and maybe knows me in real life. I don't know. Uh-oh. Who, who might this be? <laughs> While I'm here, can I make an announcement while my internet works? Are you? Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Hey, look, guys, the breaking news. Hold on. Hold on. 
Brother, before you do that, I can type up a banner. Hold on. Okay. Breaking. Breaking. Brother Martin announces his, his internet's on life support. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brother Martin, all you. All right. So I'm finally ready to announce my secret location. I can't announce the actual physical address, but I can tell you where I am in this country. I'm in a small historic little town in the heart of America called Weston, Missouri. That's it. That's where I am. <laughs> That's not, not where, not where I am right, exactly right now, but that's what that's where that's where I live now. W e s t i n, w e s t like the hotel chain. No, W e s t o n. It's it's just north of Kansas City, Missouri. Was that a population five? Uh, uh, about, <laughs> about. You're you're not you're not too far off. Uh, one of the commenters said, "I thought the monastery was in Loudoun County." We've been talking a lot tonight about Loudoun County. Oh, thank goodness it's not. Thank goodness. We try to we try to we try to choose a place where there would be plenty of area for if anybody feels that they need to escape the major cities that they could come around where there would be it'd be close enough to cities to where you can get what you need, but far enough to where we can. Uh, do our own thing if necessary. So, so why are you why are you telling people <laughs> where you are? Is it is this a recruiting announcement, Brother Martin? Is this just you're tired of answering the question? I guess both and in one sense you would have to know where we are. Just I mean, it would be hard to keep it a secret in the sense that once we finish all of our incorporation papers, etc., you just Google us and find find where we are. So it'd be it'd be kind of silly just to keep it a secret. One of um, our holy face devotees in the live chat is noting that you are near Gower, Missouri, where the Benedictine sisters are. Indeed, we're uh, well. It's not really it's close enough, but it's like forty five minutes ish uh, from where we are. But nonetheless, I mean, Kansas City is kind of a hub for traditional traditional parishes in the sense that on the Kansas side, there's the Fraternity of Saint Peter. On the Missouri side, there's both the Institute of Christ the King and, and the Fraternity of St. Peter. St. Mary's, Kansas isn't too far away. Um, there are some diocesan priests that at least used to um, celebrate the traditional Latin Mass, I'm sure do continue. Um, yes, there's Gower, how, Missouri. How close are you to the U.S. District House of the SSPX? Between what, that, That's in Platte City, um, and it's about maybe a 10, 15-minute drive from where I am. So you're centrally located. Pretty much, yeah, in the country. But 20 minutes away from, from the airport. So, People are asking, is there an age limit cutoff to the uh, Oblates of St. Augustine? There, there kind of is, only because, it, not, not from our standard in a sense, but around 35, uh, it's, it's very difficult for people to enter religious life and to be docile to corrections and... Um, the spirit, the spirituality that, in one sense, we impose on people, and you know, we're, we're Augustinian, not Benedictine, not Carmelite. Um, so, in in one sense, that that's what cuts it off. Not necessarily that that we just come up with an arbitrary number um, to stop accepting people. So, um, I mean, if, if if one is docile to to the Augustinian spirituality and correction and and living our way of life, I mean, it's worth a shot. But if if one is already you know, this is my spirituality, et cetera, et cetera. Then uh, that, that's kind of what cuts you, cuts you off. So Lamo Lamo is asking, have you met all your financial needs? 
um, needs, well, we need a roof, we need food. For today and tomorrow, we have our needs. Um, but if you're interested in supporting the Oblates of St. Augustine, and of course, the, the more we grow, the more needs we have because the more mouths we have to feed, you can go to our website, www.oblatesofstaugustine.com slash giving. And there are many ways you can, you can give. You can give one, a one-time payment. You can set up a recurring payment um, and all that kind of stuff via PayPal, via Stripe, via however you'd like. And here pretty soon, once I, once I get back to my computer, once I get home, um, I'll put our mailing address too. It's, it's P.O. Box 366, Western Missouri, uh, 64098. Um, so you can mail checks too. So however you, you feel like supporting us, um, God bless you. Thank you for helping us out. Um, we're continuing to try to grow, et cetera. So we have, um, a lot to plan for. Are you in a, are you in a permanent setup? Like, are you, is this a home? Are you, are you comfortable? Are you secure? Is there any chance of you moving again? I'll be honest right now. I'm sleeping underneath a staircase. <laughs> I have no closet. <laughs> I have, uh, well, my desk is in the living room. <laughs> Um, but it is in a sense, it's permanent. We're safe. Um, there's nobody there. We're in a situation where nobody can kick us out. Unlike the previous community where I was in, where I was thrown out on the street with no money whatsoever by the local Bishop. Um, and I had to beg for some of my friends for a place to stay. And of course, you know, charity runs out. Um, I mean, thank God for the old Roman Catholics down in Florida that really helped us out. Um, we were in a dire situation and they, and they really stepped up to the game in a, in a way that my own church um, wouldn't. Um, but thanks be to God. Also, we've had generous benefactors that have helped us out. I mean, we had our campaign and we are in a place now where we're, we're safe. No one's going to kick us out of. Um, so mm-hmm. although I, I sleep under a staircase, like that's, that's nothing compared to what the, the situation I was in this past year, year and a half. Um, I thank God for the bed that I have, for the food that I have, for the place that I have. Um, and I, I'm nothing but grateful. Excellent. Uh, Brother Martin is monopolizing the rundown right now to the 500 people who are watching live and the, and the hopefully 10 or 20,000 who will end up watching or listening because you have spotty internet and we have you for the moment. And we want to ask you all about your, your new setup. So um, we're going to take live questions. Uh, If you have questions for Brother Martin about the Oblates of St. Augustine, how you can help. And then at the conclusion of this, we will post links to can, if people still want to sign up for the give butter campaign, can they just do that? I mean, that's a really easy way to support. Absolutely. It's on our homepage on our website. Um, there's a, there's a link, a hyperlink there and um, they can go and click or you can go to, to RTF's um, YouTube <laughs> channel and you can find the, the ad, the video ad that we made for it. And right there in the, in the description of the, of the video, you can find a link there too. Excellent. Well, people are pretty excited that you have a location, that it is announced. I will stop displaying the banner because it's no longer breaking news. We've been talking about it for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, it's time for us to move the show forward. Always forward, ladies and gentlemen. We never stop. The the rundown continues no matter what, uh, no matter what anybody says. Um, and if I can get back to my videos here, I do have one more video I would like to show. Trump telling everybody to take the jab. <laughs> I, I wish I had that one. 
I wish I had that one because uh, he had, yeah, I mean, he had this interview and he was like, no, I wouldn't make it a mandate, but I would convince people because I'm such a good salesman. With Billow. Yeah, I would convince people. I, I don't, I, I think I would remain unconvinced personally. Okay, uh, final wrap up uh, on the absurd clown planet that we live in. This is again, I think this is Northern Virginia. I, I think, I think this is Loudoun County. If you are not wearing your sacramentals of the COVID religion, you don't even have the right to question your Gestapo school board. Yes, they ended the meeting because they weren't wearing their masks. We need to be heard. People are angry. We are very, very, very angry, and we're not going to be blight anymore, and we would like them to come back out and be held accountable for lying to all of us. Everyone needs to be a part of this. Let me see. Um, North Kingstown schools are lying to students and parents. Can you touch on that? They're lying about the curriculum. They are teaching a curriculum that is racialized. They are teaching children to be divided. They are teaching hate. They are teaching anti-American, anti-democratic curriculum materials to our children. My son is in the 10th grade, and all he is learning is about, (laughs) you know, the racialized issues that are highly politicized. We don't give a damn about their political issues. We don't give a damn about their political ideology. We would like our children to be educated and treated fairly and decent. We're sick of this. Couple things. She's she's pretty ticked off. What she's mad about is critical race theory, critical race theory. And it just so happens that U.S. Attorney General failed Supreme Court nominee Merrick Garland's son-in-law makes his living on critical race theory. Yes, you heard that right. He literally sells critical race theory curricula around the country. His livelihood depends on critical race theory being sold, bought and sold, paid for by your communist Gestapo uh, uh, school boards. And, uh, and, and coincidentally, coincidentally, just randomly, just out of the blue, Attorney General Merrick Garland has ordered the FBI to look into moms like that mom right there who are going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. Guys. Coincidence theorist, man. (laughs) Can you, you can't even make this up. Here's the thing. Here's where, here's where my mind starts to go. Tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if I'm having a, a, a conspiracy fact moment. They're so brazen now. They're so brazen. They're so in your face. It's like they are taunting us. It's like they are wanting us to respond. It's almost like they're baiting us to respond because that's exactly what they want us to do. Well, they're gaslighting us. And you look at, I mean, back to the uh, summer of of, uh, love, L-U-V, and the, uh, the the St. George Floyd protests and the mostly peaceful protests uh, when clearly there's uh, there's chaos, there's fires burning, there's people beaten up on the streets, but it's mostly peaceful, right? And everyone's come out to mock that, but no, that, that stuff like that is measured and done on purpose because it, it's all part of gaslighting. It, it, coming out in such an absolutely obnoxious way to tell us 
that what or again more recently the let's go brandon it's clear to anybody listening what they're actually saying and then here she's trying to say yeah well they're really saying go brandon right um and the guy's like uh yeah not but or whatever and, and it's part of more of that gaslighting you know to, to make you question and because you can see reality you're gonna get mad and say you know i'm tired of these people and again it's just like you're saying they want us to get violent. They want us to go out there and do some kind of violence. Um, and you know, like the FBI and all these groups uh, is the one pushing everyone to get violent, right? Uh, they want to can use the media to get us mad and get us violent. That way, they'll have all the excuse they need to come in and uh, you know arrest whoever you got in your nice examples. When they don't get that, they're going to do it themselves. They're going to go through and you're there. They're going to create uh, some false flag terrorist event they're going to groom some person into doing it or they'll get some you know some group together with uh, an fbi infiltrators that'll say oh um you know hey what wouldn't it be great if we kidnapped the governor right oh wait they, they tried that last year whoops um you know and that's exactly what happened three of the six people were fbi agents um you know or again any of these other types of things they're, they're going to find someone and eventually they're going to get a hit they're going to get someone that's going to say, oh, okay. I mean, and they're going to jump in and get them again and Steve. make this the poster board. And then the iPatriot Act, which is already written and ready to go, which is going to shut down the Internet and open it back up with your your jab passport and your drive, your real ID, your biometric real ID, and uh, whatever in you know your, your uh, the blood of aversion, the arm of firstborn, whatever. That's all this stuff. You're going to have to put all that stuff in before you will be allowed to use the Internet. And everything you do will be even more tracked and controlled than it is now. And then if they don't like what you're doing, shut your transactions off. Shut Steve, whatever it is off. Steve, Ryan, Ryan mentioned Governor Whitmer uh, in Michigan and the entrapment that the FBI engaged in for a couple people. In my estimation, this is mass entrapment. This is entrapment of the masses. This is inciting the entire population to violence to entrap them. This is this is the 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 events of the epiphany of this past year uh, on steroids. Yeah, brown reaction solution. They're wanting this. You see that in Australia right now. They're wanting violence. It just doubles down. You get medical martial law out of that whole thing. You get the you see Florida, unfortunately, Utah using the digital wallet, coming out with digital IDs. Experiment with digital IDs. So you don't have a driver's license. You're going to have it on your smartphone the digital currency is coming like brian was talking what we were talking about forever about the chinese social credit score it's already here the skeleton is already here for it all they gotta do is put the meat together with it they need the excuse to do it it's the whole idea of uh the doj coming out saying that you're a domestic terrorist if you object to uh any of the erroneous stories that are coming out There's the uh, documentary COVID Land that came out. Uh, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's really, really good. Towards the end of it, it talks about how this generation better get, might have to get more politically minded. You might not want to be in it. You may not want to do anything about it. You may hate it. But for your children, your children's children, this might, you might need to get involved in this. Goes back to that lady at the uh, school, uh, school uh, board. How many of them are running or trying to get in to change anything? There's a lot of people activated to run for office in the school board, local, 
Jay Cutler, former NFL football uh, quarterback. He's running for the local school board because he's tired of what's going on. Mm. You get in there, you fix all this stuff up. Goes back to the complaint. Do we complain or do we try to do something about it? <clears throat> Divorce DC. That is literally uh, trending on, on social media sites. Just type, type in secession or the national divorce in Twitter. You'll see a ton of articles and links and people tweeting about. It. We have uh, U.S. I thought you made that up. I thought you invented divorce DC. How'd you make it trend on Twitter? I, I have no idea. People, people start talking about national divorce. National divorce is here needed, and uh, you have that one lady from uh, Tennessee. Uh, I forget her name. Marjorie was a green. Uh, she put a poll out. Uh, you got the uh, big time uh, TV shows talking about. You heard Tucker the other day talking about Florida. At the end of the conversation, he mm. mentioned, "Man, when Florida starts acting more like a country, where it's uh, everyone's good, hmm, they are a country." Mm. So it, when, like when brother, when it, hit, it hit me when you guys were talking. When brother says middle of the country, or uh, when Mike says it, that's another word we got to eliminate from. We are not a country unless we are the USSR. We are 50 federal, we are united by one federal constitution, 50 countries, aka states. If you look at any book, you'll see the state of Italy, the state of France. We are states. It's also called countries. United. You're not one. The, that whole one nation under God junk came up from that Bellamy guy who's a self-proclaimed socialist who wanted thought that, that secession was a basically like a crime against. Uh, humanity, which Lincoln actually thought about that too. You could not break away from the federal voluntary union. <clears throat> you start thinking that like that, right? Because right now, Maryland, there's two, there's two or three country, uh, counties wanting to leave Maryland to join West Virginia. I don't know why, uh, but it's better in Maryland at least. Uh, but I would never want to come back into the union. You break away from DC. Guess what? You don't get. First off, you get a pay raise because the uh, income tax is gone. Second off, you don't have Biden. You don't have Brandon anymore, depending if you don't live in Delaware. Kamala, bye-bye. Go down the list. The DOJ is gone. The Department of Disinformation or, or, or Education is gone. You have to worry about your local stuff. You don't have to worry about D.C. mandating things from here to from one side of the uh, uh, coast to the other. You eliminate that, and you only have your local and state to worry about, which is what you should be doing and not worrying about 2024. I've seen people talk about 24. Oh, we're going to get Trump in 2024. You had your doggone minds. What the heck are you talking? What happened two years, one year, one and a half years ago now? You really think what's Trump getting back in office is going to do a hill of beans to any of this? Again, he was just on Billow talking about how he did. Yeah, I'd sell the jab on people. They just don't trust Biden. He isn't one of y'all. That's for Jack. Taylor, all you guys, I think that are just all over all over Trump and won't say anything about breaking up from the D, from D.C. When literally big time markets are talking about you have Sarah Silverman talking about you have liberals talk about it. You have California big time on it. Texas is really racking it up. New Hampshire told the feds, here's your twenty seven million dollars back. Go pound sand. They're really they, they might be the first to go. If anybody thinks that voting harder in 2024 yeah. is the way to go, find out where that teacher got her stuff from and just be part of that deal. <laughs> Good rant. Uh, loved it. Uh, totally agree with it. We need to we need to divorce from DC. I think the answer is that we balkanize 
there is a way to do it peacefully. It has been done peacefully. If you want to hear more about secessionism, you can check out Census Fidelium, the YouTube channel, and in particular, Steve did an interview with Doctor. What was his name that we talked about? Yeah, Donald Livingston, Abbeville Institute. Just go to Abbeville Institute. I got to get Do- uh, uh, Doctor Livingston. Livingston back on. Yeah, Livingston. I, I I listened to that on a car ride, and I thought it was so good. I listened to it twice. I did. I, first of all, I had no idea that there are natural limits to democracy of thirty thousand people. That there are historical precedents for uh, for a, for peaceful secessionism. It doesn't have to be war, ladies and gentlemen. And there, there's a way to do it. Um, we even we the founders do, were like that. We made it an hour and a half before Steve said divorce DC. That's, that's I, I think that's a record. I think that's a record, Steve. I think we made it 90 minutes. We've been going 90 minutes, and there were still people who were watching from beginning to end, and they've been waiting for you to say it, and you said it. Uh, there, there was a great tweet out there I uh, just saw the other day or earlier today. How come those people like Glenn Beck, who are okay with marital divorce, are ones that don't want to, a federal divorce? You know, Beck left Catholicism so he could get he could divorce his wife because he thought alcohol was the problem, not him not being able to control his alcoholism. He blamed alcohol, so he became a Mormon so he could marry some other people. Now you know you got that whole Mormon prophecy that we're going to save the union. We got you got the the white horse president, whatever it is. Speaking of which, I need to offend some Mormons. (laughs) Cheers to offending Mormons. But I never thought the move. I never thought that was what the stat forty six percent are in favor of it uh uh yeah no it's a staggering number yeah it's a staggering number it's a material number and uh by the way uh speaking of census fidelity on the youtube channel and then i want to get back to you ryan i have a i have a random off the wall question from the live chat that's going to come your way hope you're ready uh but but uh for those of you who don't know steve your channel was taken down this week earlier this week for a full day youtube gave no explanation uh, whatsoever. They just said census fidelium has violated terms of service. They took you down. And y- you know what I find so unbelievable, and I'm willing to say this, I'm willing to say this in public. What I find so shocking is that none of the large megaphones came to your defense. It was all of us little guys who said, what the heck is this? Why would you go after census fidelium? For the most part, census fidelium is sermons spiritual sermons spiritual talks from ordained priests who are who who are responsible in some in collection for the conversion of an unknown number of people and the reversion and the spiritual enrichment of so many people's lives youtube saw fit to take it down and very few people stood in your corner i'm not totally shocked that was a I like the I like that that the little guys were uh, the ones that were hitting me up. I mean, not that I don't want to say you're, you're a little guy, but it's our clans. You know, this whole unite the clans people. <laughs> you know, they they don't really want to. They don't care about uniting the clans. They unite their guys. We're kind of like outside. We're you know, I'm late to the game. I'm not a true blood tr- traditionalist. I came into the game late. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, you see who you're going, who will come, to, who, who's got your back when things happen. Uh, I was impressed, beyond impressed, of the uh, comments and people that got activated and uh, came to our back during that. I wasn't worried. Uh, I, I had a feeling we had a being with you, being on doing this for years and years. 
had a feeling it's, uh, I know how to I know how to fight play the game and get the uh, thing. Found out that a friend of mine uh, uh, works at Google uh, bought me bought the original website, so the .us website. He paid for it to get it launched, but I came up with it. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't see Remnant do it. If I apologize, I didn't see. I never got contacted. If is it a post on Facebook or something? Uh, I, I don't know. I I didn't see it. So. If Matt came to my defense, uh, okay, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, yeah, Pope Francis called in favor. Uh, where was I going with that? Your comments. Your comments. I want you to respond to this. SF taken down was because of your holy face adorations. Satan getting skiers. <laughs> All right. So we started that whole October thing, right, with Father Mateo. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally every day of this month has been something. Uh, kids waking up minutes after we start uh, crying out the wazoo, getting sick. Everyone else except for Megan, she got she didn't get sick. Uh, then you see what else happened. A kid, I mean, literally, I couldn't get a full hour in. I think I've got one full hour in without something happening, and that was just, I think yesterday. Um. Uh, Maybe that is it. I, my wife mentioned it comes in. She uh, comes in. She was talking to Vicky, and she said, "There's something to this. I can't send her anything. My phone dropped 16 times while I was talking to her during an hour. During an hour, um, some this doesn't want. Somebody doesn't want to get this thing out. Uh, maybe there's something to it. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, again, every day this month." There's literally be something happened where I get a car wreck on Monday. It's just out of the blue. And uh, it, it's a, it's amazing what's happened. So, yeah, there may be something to the Holy Face uh, 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 and the, uh, the penance uh, month that we came up with. Hey, you know, we're over to Target. Uh, yeah. If We need penance. Everyone that's complaining about the, you know, what's going on. We got the banana boat mask. We got this going on. We need the penance. We need to do more of it. <laughs> All right. Amen. Uh, we've, we've got to get to our unpopular opinions. Wait, gonna, what was the challenge from the chat? Uh, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to merge them. Okay. I'm going to break tradition here on the rundown. Well-established tradition. And we love tradition. We like to just – look, we just do what we were told to do. We just hand on what was given to us. But in the case of the rundown, we sort of invented it, so we still had a little bit of flexibility. My unpopular opinion has to do with the so-called feast that we're supposed to be celebrating today, which is for a, uh, a certain dead pontiff who kissed the Quran and led uh, the world into, into heresy in, in so many ways. Uh, I, I think today is a feria day because that's what the 55 calendar tells me. Um, that's my unpopular opinion. That leads to my question though, Ryan, for you from the live chat. And this is okay. So um, and, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but you're sort of a Bellarmine expert. In fact, the, the, the reason why I came to know you first on YouTube and then in real life was because of your podcasts with Taylor Marshall about Bellarmine and about the papacy. So the, there are, there are some questions from the live chat and people want to know, uh, what, what, you know, you've, you've done entire podcasts about this. So I know that like, if you want to know what Ryan really thinks, you can just Google Taylor Marshall, Ryan Grant, the papacy. You can see you've done multiple uh, appearances on the Marshall show. But 
in 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 thirty to sixty seconds or less. Um, what about the 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 possibility? And I'm not saying that this is happening now. Okay, I'm not saying that. Um, some people in the live chat might be making this claim, but I'm not making the claim that you have a manifest material heretic who wears white. Is that person automatically outside of the Catholic Church? How can we know it? When will we know it? Who will make that decision, Ryan Grant? Uh, and and really, does it matter to our lives uh, as we live contemporaneously with it in a hypothetical situation right now? Um, that's basically answered in my video with Taylor Marshall, actually. <clears throat> and, uh, and I often say that that's it's not by any stretch of the imagination, the last word on that subject, but it's certainly really my last word. And I haven't really seen anything that I felt like I need to go address or revise out, out of coming out of that. So um, except possibly for father Jenkins, who made a very good challenge to a few things. So that all being said, um, it's one of those issues that, uh, so I explained what Bellarmine thought about their Bellarmine, like the Dominican tradition believed you had to have a council and he says it in his book on councils in two different places. But the difference for them is that, you know, from the very moment for Bellarmine, from the very moment he, you know, became a, a public heretic, that is denying something de fide. So saying, you know, so for example, saying, you know, all right, the, the, Mary's part of the Trinity, which is obviously heretical, or Christ isn't God, or Mary was not immaculately conceived, or any of those kind of statements are de, against a de fide revealed doctrine. And so, you know, they're absolutely heretical. Um, and, and, and you're going against, because they're revealed de fide, uh, only somebody of uh, invincible ignorance, uh, you know, could possibly, um, you know, say these things without knowing he's contravening what the church has formally revealed. So, so it's absolutely heresy, right? So if you get a pope doing that for Bellarmine, that means that he, he ceases to be pope, but it has to be clarified by an ecumenical council. Right, and that's what he says when he treats on the whole subject and on the side of the church. So um, the Dominicans, on the other hand, they say, no, 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 no. He only ceases to be pope when the council gives a sentence. And Bellarmine says, no, the council sentence, and, and, and those who follow him, the uh, council sentence is merely acknowledging what God has already done. Otherwise, for Bellarmine, you get into conciliarism. The Dominicans say, no, 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 it's not really conciliar, whatever. But And there's different opinions on this in the theological tradition, and that's really where the problem is. There is no clear teaching that we can absolutely say, yes, you can say, I like this one, this one sounds right to me, but you're not going to know how this works until the church herself adduces it into praxis by, you know, calling, you know, some kind of imperfect council that gets together and rebukes a pope. And people mock this. Oh, yeah, that's never going to happen. Um, guess what? You know, you know, even under traditional times, this would never happen, humanly speaking, because there's always going to be some idiot that's going to want to get favors from whatever, you know, Pope is doing bad. So there'll always be someone, some bishop or whatever, you know, a group of them looking, you know, to, to, to advance. So mm -hmm. it's the Holy Ghost that will make this happen, right? When God wills that to happen. So if that's the case that the current that our current Holy Father is actually not really our Holy Father, that he's actually a heretic and not in the throne or what have you, whatever theory you want to hold for that, it will be made clear by some work that God will do that will put it into practice. So it will be clear that this is what happened. Um, but until then, we really don't know. And, and I'd really say the best thing to do is kind of prescind from it, ignore airplane pressers and synodal exhortations on the great synodal process of being synodal and uh, whatever else he's going to say that's just absurd uh just 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 don't get into it 
you know, just keep the faith like people mm -hmm. in the middle ages who did what mm -hmm. they prayed, you know, and so just either the best of your ability, you know, he's the Pope until it's, it's shown to me otherwise by the church. And obviously I know said, if you can't just don't believe that. And, you know, said, if you're nationalist or whatnot, you know, and I, I'm not even really going there tonight, but anyway, so right, that's, right, um, right. That's so that, that's kind of and that's more or less the exact same thing in the video with Taylor Marshall. Yeah. We're not going to know until the church induces it in practice. And when that happens, it'll be a work of the Holy Ghost. Everyone will be able to see that happen. And so because otherwise the church would just be destitute. There would never be a way to figure that out. And that may be after we're dead. What's that? That may be after we're all dead. It could be. And that. Sorry, we said his name. We invoked the Marshall name. able to judge the Pope, somebody says in the chat. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, three, my goodness. People, three bad dancers going on. You don't need a fourth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, we have to... Let's let's race through the unpops. You already heard mine. Mine is that today is the Feast of St. Feria. Um, <laughs> Steve, we'll go to you. Tomorrow's our feast, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and take everybody off. How about that? Uh, yeah, he should have. He should have peed on the Quran. Should have concentrated, on <laughs> but he didn't. I remember a priest said that. Uh, was, I thought it was hysterical. He goes, "You know what he should have? He should throw it on the ground and peed on it." I go, yes. that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, he should have. He should have concentrated Russia. He should have done a lot of things. But uh, as one another priest said, he had millions of people uh, praying for him as death, received the last sacraments as death. Uh. If uh, we should ever be that lucky to have uh, a death, a good and holy death like that, well, St. John Paul II pray for us. I mean, you don't think if he's up in heaven, which I'm kind of on the idea of what Bellarmine teaches and Francis, uh, Francis of Sales and Alphonsus agree with and all that. And he's not looking down on us praying that the church goes in the banana boat masses. He's kind of praying for us to get everything together. So, if people are upset that you know he's a saint, all right, be upset at the guys that are going nuts about wearing getting t-shirts and making lifestyle stand-ups and things like that, or t-shirt or uh, socks and things like that. Get mad at that that nonsense. If he's up in heaven, we should be happy that he's up in heaven, and he's praying for us to get our act together. I don't think hating on the dude is a, a good thing to do if if that's the case. You know what I mean? Oh boy. Okay, we got we have two. We have I know two. that's anti trad to say. No, I, there it is. I know, relinquish it. Relinquish it. Shred it. I want to see your trad card as an as an entry fee now. No, no trad card. No trad passport. No flights. No trad QR code. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> brother Barnes, I'm gonna kick it over to you because we have you on audio at least. We're doing unpopular opinions. Uh, so far, we're two for two talking about the guy who brought us 
ecumenism. The guy who changed his name to two, the, the two Vatican II popes, John the 23rd, Paul the 6th, never been done before in history, but heck, you know, once novelty is here, it's here. Uh, do you have an unpopular opinion related to the guy who was secretly, secretly ordaining men against the express permission of Rome. And then when another man did something similar, he, we lost Rip, We lost brother Martin just when it was getting good. All right, Ryan. I'm really going to rehash okay. that stupid thing. <laughs> I sort of did because it's still breaking news. People don't know breaking about it. News. His, his, his moving to Missouri was breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, so my unpopular opinion, uh, I guess we we'll use uh, St. John Paul II to talk about that. Um, I believe with the consensus of theologians that uh, canonizations carried out by the Supreme Pontiff are infallible in regard to their consequences, namely saying that this guy is in heaven. And one of the errors people make is it's, it's, you know, it's all about the process and the process has zero to do with the infallibility of the canonization. The, 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 process and that's true with urban the eighth process that's true before urban the eighth process because they keep going they changed the process yeah urban the eighth changed it too and so did alexander the third and so did um you know a bunch of popes in the 800s so it's not like this thing is some infallible you know thing it was a good process don't get me wrong it should be put back in but that's not what made a canonization infallible what made a canonization infallible is the final decree of the pope and that's what every single theologian says go look in catholic encyclopedia father faber's got a nice little book on it you can find on google books so so i hold that what what about here um and so my unpopular opinion is that well because it only means the guys in heaven in terms of its its theological import it doesn't mean that it was imprudent to do the fact that it can be done means the guy is in heaven and guess what he did die with the sacrament so it's at least plausible that john paul ii is in heaven uh not rushing out to invoke him or to <laughs> don't have particular devotion to him uh you know the most i could say is well clean up the mess you made um legionnaires <laughs> and all but um but ultimately so so i mean maybe that could be part of the unpopular opinion or my other uh, my connection to it is that looking at what happened with John Paul II, how quick they rammed that through, mm-hmm. and yet all the things from his friendship with, with Marcio Masio Degolato, a mm-hmm. Satanist that raped his own kids and threw the priest out of the room when they came to give him last rites. Or again, um, you know, McCarrick and so many other misjudgments. He put Mahoney in place. He, he, he you know, kept Weakland as a, as a bishop. All these bishops that were homosexual or or just bad. It paid, it paid enablers that resigned. He was not a good pope. So he might materially be in heaven. But really, seeing all these things come out really make the case, I think, that there should be a moratorium at all canonizations for 50 years. Just a moratorium. No more canonizations on anybody. Wait 50 years and see if they have a cult that remains. And if they do, then start moving ahead with with a process and, frankly, restore the old process. But beside that, so anyway, so, uh, so my unpop just boiled down. Canonizations are infallible according to the consensus of, of traditional pre-Vatican II theologians. And we need a moratorium on them so so we can you know let <laughs> get, get them right. Okay. All right. So, so in conclusion, Ryan says, if, if we are to believe that John Paul is in heaven, we are to believe that he is in heaven in spite of his life, not because of his life. 
Pretty much. Or, or because, you know, he died with the sacraments and there, there's, you know, there, there's a good basis for him being in heaven on that basis alone. Brother Martin, we have three unpopular opinions related to John Paul II. I don't know if you want to give a fourth one. I want to give a fourth unpopular opinion, but I don't know if I want to give it necessarily on John Paul II in the sense okay. that... Okay, uh, all right. You, you're well, I didn't have one... I'll be honest. I had one prepared, and it had to do with the majority of the show. If you're talking about homeschooling, if you're talking about you know public schools and the whole mortal sin thing, um, I've noticed that a lot of people. I mean, there's certain objections that a lot of people have had to this idea, um, and I kind of wanted to give my unpopular opinion in support of, um, well, the, the popular opinion on the rundown in the sense that, um, as Americans, because we live in a very affluent society. We, we tend to think that uh, dreaming, like our, our dreams, like dreaming of, of a profession in life, et cetera, et cetera, um, is the be-all and end-all of life. Um, and we tend to replace the discernment of our dreams, you know, what, what we feel passionate about, what we want to do, the profession we want to do to help others, et cetera, et cetera, kind of replaces um, vocations in the sense of whether you're called to the consecrated life or married life. Uh, if you're called to the married life, obviously you have to, you know, if you're if you're a male, you get to ha- have to choose a profession, do a profession, and support for your family. Um, but I know that a lot of men, and especially a lot of women, um, tend to believe that their dreams of a particular profession um, kind of gets to replace or trump or put aside the primary end of of marriage, which is the pro- which is both the procreation and the education of children. And I say this specifically because sometimes. Um, wives, mothers uh, tend to think that uh, you know they can simply put aside the duties to educate their children, uh, to leave the home, to to do some sort of profession that in in and of itself is good. It's it's helpful to society, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they kind of put their 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 vocation, their way to heaven, on the back burner, or on the side, or at par with with just something they want to do for for enjoyment's sake, or because they get a, a good feeling out of helping people, et cetera, et cetera. But our, our dreams aren't our way to heaven. Our vocations are. Um, and that's, the, that's primarily what we need to discern. When you, when you choose marriage, I mean, you did that out of your own free will. Where you, you choose to put aside certain things. When you choose consecrated life, you, get a, you, you choose to put aside your dreams and expectations for life and let God hand them to you. Let God tell you what you're supposed to do, what, where you're going to find fulfillment. When you choose the married state, same as. Um, so if you're putting aside the education of your children, um, if you're handing them over to the state to be educated, um, when you know that there's a lot of danger, it's only getting worse and worse. It's not getting better and better. It's getting worse and worse. If you're handing them over to the state to be educated so that you can live your dream, you're wrong. That's my popular opinion. <laughs> Ouch. That was Mike, a- Mike, was te- Mike was commenting. I was, I was, no, I was trolling was myself while you were talking. <laughs> I was trying to troll. You never troll and live stream at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. It's a dangerous, dangerous pitfall that you can run into. You don't want to do that. You absolutely don't want to do that. Okay, uh, we need to grift. We need to grift. I already did my grift, I think. <laughs> I know, I know. We need to, we need to grift. Um Everybody has 15 seconds to grip, starting with Ryan. Okay. So I didn't actually pull anything down. So. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Starting with someone All right. else. 
Antichrist. I got lots of it hanging around. Last week I had up the old souls forget me not. I don't have any more because I sold them all through. So the um anyway, so those are uh, things you can buy. What's that? Let me go change that post. I got one coming out to sell that book. <laughs> <laughs> I got more coming in. I got like you know five, six boxes of them coming in because this time of year they tend to sell. So the all souls forget me not. Uh, is great because it's it's got its purgatorial manual. <clears throat> if you want to help souls in purgatory, it's got so many different ways to do it, plus meditations on purgatory. It's just great. So mediatrixpress.com. And uh, it, it's actually it's great to see who, how many uh, people watching the rundown go to buy books because then I see whatever I'm mentioning suddenly uh, starts selling. So thank you to everybody who's uh, been doing that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Media, mediatrixpress.com. Uh, Steve... You were canceled this week. Thank God it was a brief period of time, but it's certainly a warning shot. Fired across the bow. Our technological overlords uh, want us to know. It was a show of force, in my opinion. They want us to know that they're watching us, and they want us to know how easy they can uh, delete us. Um, are you on any alternative platforms? <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. I get that. Like I said, I get that question almost every day. Get on BitChute, man. Yeah, you need to be on BitChute. I was the first one on BitChute. That was the first Catholic group on BitChute. I was recruiting other people to get on BitChute. Uh, I'm on Rumble and all those. We got a, now we got a, a Catholic platform coming for videos. Uh, this thing looks sweet. Uh, hopefully, be out in the next week or two. Uh, it was in the plans for a while, but. Obviously, that Monday uh, got a lot of people uh, activated and sense like, holy cow. Again, we're Catholics. We're a bunch of, eh, that bomb's coming at us. Let's see where it lands. What should we do? Yeah, let's wait till it blows up and we'll figure it out. We don't like going on the offensive. This has got people showing that it's the exact same thing. Something happened. We get on the defense. Now we're activated. So there's there's a lot of good stuff that came out of it. I'll let you know when it's a first, when it's uh uh, when it does launch, uh, the name you're already familiar with it, but uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, other than that, Griffwise, check out the Sites of Fidelity, that US page. You'll see a little tab called Catholic Businesses. Pretty sure I'm the only one that's doing this for other people. You click on that, and if you want, if you have a small, if you're a small Catholic business, you want to want me to promote your stuff, get on, send me the, send me your link, tell me what you do, and I'll I'll create a category. I got beer, coffee. By the way, the beer and coffee ones are. Always, they're, they're, they're highly clicked. I don't have any affiliate links for that. Books, so Ryan's Mediatrics Press and a bunch of other guys. Homeschooling programs. Uh, jewelry, uh, they got jewelry, Sacramento. Sacramento's in general. You look on it, kids, kids' books, things like that. Catholic businesses, uh, Glory and Shine's on there, etc. You'll see it. You can't miss it. Check it out. If you want to be part of that, I'll help promote you. You don't have to put affiliate link if you don't want. If you do, great. Uh, if you don't, I'm happy to help. Uh, so check that out. If Maybe that's for people that want to buy Christmas stuff. Check that out and help support small Catholic businesses. Uh, for my grift, I'm going to try to open a very large video, and I don't know how long it's going to take to open. So while it's opening, I'm just going to remind you that it is the right thing to do to ask your potential father-in-law's permission to court his daughter, and he should not be giving his daughter away. If you, dude, if you are not man enough to go up to the to the father in law and say, "Hey, may I court your daughter?" You're not a man. You're just a skater punk. You're just a punk. You're a selfish punk. Um, I'm trying to load my Griff video though. 
Uh, uh, just answer one question. No, it will not be a free speech one like uh, you see BitChute. It'll be a Catholic only channel. And guess what? Catholic businesses can throw their ads in on it too. So. Oh, here we go. This is it. This is my grift. Oh, nice. This is my grift for the week. Get in on it, people. <laughs> Also, this is the outro. This is the last thing you're going to see. This is the rundown. Thank you for watching. My name is Brother Martin Navarro, and I'm one of the founders of the Oblates of St. Augustine. Less than a year ago, we began our monastery in a building lent to us for free by some generous friends, but we've quickly outgrown its size. Now, we're asking for your help to purchase a property adequate for a traditional Catholic monastery to grow and thrive. We began the Oblates of St. Augustine as a response to the theological and spiritual crisis in our time. The Church needs monasteries faithful to the traditional theological formulations of the Catholic faith as expressed clearly in the Council of Trent, as well as opt exclusively for the traditional Roman Rite for both the Holy Mass and the Divine Office. Unfortunately, the significance of consecrated souls in the life of the church has also been largely forgotten or misunderstood, resulting in the drastic diminished numbers of religious and the closing of many monasteries and convents. We wanted to found a monastery that faithfully lives the holy rule of our father, St. Augustine, where we can dedicate our lives to pursuing a conversion of life as a response to God's love for us the study of truth, most especially in sacred scripture, and in concretely living out God's love for us by loving our brothers and community. Consecrated souls are set apart from the world by God to merit graces for families in the world by their penance, sacrifice, and holiness. This is why it is imperative that we work to restore the traditional charisms of the religious life in the church and help these communities to grow in whatever way we can. This campaign is to do just that. Giving just $10 a week for 10 weeks and sharing this link with all of your friends via social media, email, or text can help us reach a milestone in an authentic reform of Holy Mother Church. May Our Lady of Consolation, our Holy Father St. Augustine, and our Holy Mother St. Monica intercede on your behalf for your generous support.